Okay, act two, scene two today. This is an intense scene. Um, I'm going to probably do a lot of reading and then going back just because I want you to get a little bit of that um, intensity, which you actually miss out on when we're in class because I don't read it um, until after the students do. And the students obviously don't give it quite as much um, intensity as I will. So, you, so this is a little bit of a pro here. Okay, so act two, scene two, Lady Macbeth is by herself. This is not a soliloquy because it's not long enough. That which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What hath quenched them hath given me fire. Hark, peace, it was the owl that shrieked, the fatal bellman which gives the sternest good night. He is about it. The doors are open and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their posits that death and nature do contend about them, whether they live or die. So we're going to go real quick to the beginning where it says, that which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What hath quenched them hath given me fire. So she drugged the guard's wine, okay, and um, and put sleeping potion in it. Well, she she was drinking her own wine at the same time. That obviously is not um, is obviously not drugged. So she's losing a little bit of inhibition because she's got alcohol in her. So she's feeling pretty good. Then she says the doors are open. So down at line six, the doors are open. She left King Duncan's um, doors open. And then she also says the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. So she basically says that they are basically sleeping. Okay. So, okay. So then Macbeth enters in. Now, I don't understand exactly how this works, but Macbeth and Lady Macbeth do not see each other until line 16. But he says, who's there? What ho? And then Lady Macbeth speaks again and says, alack, I am afraid they have awaked and tis not done. The attempt and not the deed confounds us. Hark, I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss them. Had he not resembled my father as he slept, I had done it. My husband. Okay. So if we go back up, to the beginning of what Lady Macbeth is saying. And she says, I am afraid they have awaked and tis not done. So she's she's telling us, the audience, that she's afraid something went wrong and obviously Duncan isn't dead yet. So she's afraid those guards didn't stay asleep and that hindered the fact that Macbeth was supposed to be killing the king. Then you look down at lines 15 and 16, where she says, had he not resembled my father as he slept, I had done it. So she's telling us that Duncan looks a lot like her, her father and well, she's got that wine in her. So she's saying, man, if he had not looked like my father, I would have killed the king myself, which we know is not true, but that's okay. When she says my husband, it's when she realizes that Macbeth is in the room with her. I have done the deed. Didst thou not hear a noise? I heard the owl scream and the crickets cry. Did not you speak? When? Now? As I descended? I. Hark. Who lies in the second chamber? Donalbane. This is a sorry sight. A foolish thought to say a sorry sight. There's one did laugh and sleep and one cried murder that they did wake each other. I stood and heard them, but they did say their prayers and address them again to sleep. There are two lodged together. One cried, God bless us and amen the others as they had seen me with these hangman's hands. Listening to their fear, I could not say amen when they did say God bless us. Consider it not so deeply, but wherefore could not I pronounce amen? I had most need a blessing and amen stuck in my throat. These deeds must not be thought after these ways, so it'll make us mad. Methought I heard a voice cry, sleep no more. Macbeth doth murder sleep, the innocent sleep, sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care, the death of each day's life, sore labor's bath, bomb of hurt minds, great nature's second course, chief nourisher in life's feast. What do you mean? Still it cried, sleep no more to all the house. Glomps hath murdered sleep, and therefore Cawdor shall sleep no more. Macbeth shall sleep no more. Who was it that thus cried, why worthy then? You do unbend your noble strength to think so brain sickly of things. Okay, so 
Um, I definitely want, that was like really intense there for the most part. So Macbeth just got done killing the king. He tells us on line 18, he says, I have done the deed. Okay. So he killed the king. He comes in and says, oh, I've done the deed. Then he says, didst thou not hear noise? He goes, did you hear anything? She goes, well, the owl and the crickets, did you speak? Like, what was Macbeth doing? Standing over the, the king's sleeping body and chatting with himself while he's killing him? So I don't understand what's going on, but he's obviously crazy. So then he goes, they go into that rapid when, now, as I descended, I hark who lies in the second chamber. He's worried about who's sleeping next door. And we find out it's Donald Bain, okay, which is the youngest son of Duncan. Okay, Macbeth says, this is a sorry sight. He is not happy. He thinks this is a bad idea. He's like, this is bad. We should never have done this. Then Lady Macbeth's response is, a foolish thought to say a sorry sight. She goes, you're a fool for thinking that. Okay, but then he goes on and he's, there's one did laugh and sleep and one cried murder that they did wake each other. I stood and heard them, but they did say their prayers and address them again to sleep. All the way through here, he's telling us that the guards are, sleep, are, are talking in their sleep. Hopefully you guys all know people that talk in their sleep. My son Wes does. So does my husband. They tend to talk in their sleep. Um, but how freaky would it be if there were people right outside the door sleeping and they're yelling words like murder when you're actually, you know, committing murder like that is crazy. One of them yelled, God bless us. And another one yelled, amen. Like these things are not things that you want to hear as you're killing the king. Okay. So, um, when he's talking about that, the guards are talking in their sleep, but then he gets really, really frustrated um, on lines 38 and 39 when he says, I could not say amen when they did say God bless us. He was very, very upset by the fact that he could not say the word amen. He says it's stuck in his throat at one point. Um, he needs blessing and he can't do it because he just killed the king and you cannot get forgiveness for murder. Okay. I'm going to go down to lines 44 and 45 where Lady Macbeth says these deeds must not be thought after these ways, so it'll make us mad. She basically tells him to stop thinking about this or you're going to go crazy, okay? Then he goes, and he's unraveling, and he goes into this whole sleep motif. He's basically saying, sleep no more. Macbeth doth murder sleep. So he's saying that he'll never be able to sleep again, okay? Because um, if he goes to sleep, he's going to have nightmares. Nightmares are going to keep him awake. So, um, but it's got that sleep motif, which we haven't tracked all that much, but it really starts to come in here, okay? We also had Banquo at the beginning in scene one that said he had the curtain sleep, like he couldn't fall asleep either. So sleep does come into play. And then Lady Macbeth finally snaps. When, when she says on line 56, who was it that thus cried? Why worthy thing you do unbend your noble strength to think so bring sickly of things. She's basically telling him, get it together for goodness sakes. Nobody's talking in their sleep. Nobody's crying out that Glomps has murdered sleep. Macbeth shall sleep no more. Okay. So then she says, go get some water and wash this filthy witness from your hands. So she's like, go wash the blood. And I don't understand. He's been freaking out up until now, but obviously his hands haven't been out. So finally his hands come out when she says, go wash your hands. And then if you look at the top of page 35, she goes, why did you bring these daggers from the place? They must lie there. Go carry them and smear the groupy, sleepy grooms with blood. So she says, wash the blood off. And when, he, when she sees his hands, in them are the two daggers. What was he supposed to do with those daggers? He was supposed to leave them on the guards and smear the blood all over those guards so it would look like they're... They're the ones that did it. So his first mistake that he made was he brought the daggers with him. And then she says, go carry them and smear the sleepy grooms with blood. She goes, take them back. She looks at him and says, take them back. And then Macbeth says, 
I'll go no more. I'm afraid to think what I have done. Look on it again. I dare not. He flat out says, nope, not happening. Not going back there. <laughs> and once again, Lady Macbeth freaks out. Infirm of purpose. Give me the daggers. The sleeping and the dead are but as pictures. Tis the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil. If you do bleed, I'll gild the faces of the grooms withal, for it must seem their guilt. So she takes the daggers. When she says, tis the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil, she basically is telling him he's acting like a child. And then when she says, if you do bleed, I'll gild the faces of the grooms with all, for it must seem their guilt. I'll go do it. I'll take the blood off of Duncan and wipe it on the guards also, because obviously she doesn't have bloody hands. So she leaves, and the knocking starts. Somebody's knocking on the front door. Whence is that knocking? How is it with me? Which, when every noise appalls me, what hands are here? Ha! They pluck out my eyes. Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? No, this my hand will rather the multitudinous season carnadine, making the green one wet red. So he hears the knocking, and he goes, every noise is making him jump. Like he's looking around, every little noise, because obviously he's freaked out right now. Then he looks down at his hands, and they're bloody. Now, I need you to understand that the blood represents his guilt, okay? He, got, he says, ha, they pluck out my eyes. He does not want to look at these hands. I really need you to mark this next part. Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? No, this my hand will rather the multitudinous season carnadine making the green one red. I want you to put a star next to it. I want you to dog ear this page because there's going to be a line that echoes this way at the end of the play that I'm going to want you to be able to come back to these lines. Here's what he's saying. Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? Well, Neptune is the Roman god of the sea. So the ocean, all of the ocean is Neptune's ocean. So every bit of water, okay? So he's asking, will all of, if, if I use the, the water of the ocean to wash this blood clean from my hand, will it do it? He says, no. This my hand will rather the multitudinous season carnadine making the green one red. So he's saying no amount of water will wash the blood from his hands. In fact, his hands will make the green ocean red, okay? There is so much guilt nothing will clear him of this crime, okay? Lady Macbeth comes back in. She says, my hands are of your color, but I shame to wear a heart so white. She's like, I'm ashamed of how innocent I am because I could not go through with this murder. Get your act together, okay? She's got bloody hands. Then there's the knock again. I hear a knocking at the south entry. Retire we to our chamber. Look at what she says about the water. A little water clears us of this deed. How easy is it then? She says the blood is going to wash off easily. He says no amount of water will wash the blood from his hands. She says, oh, just a little water. Then she says, your constancy hath left you unattended. He goes, she's like, you don't, you need to get it together. More knocking. Hark, more knocking. Get on your nightgown, lest occasion call us and show us to be watchers. Be not lost so poorly in your thoughts. So she says, let's get our PJs on. We got to pretend like we don't know what's going on. And we're watching and hearing everything for the first time. Then Macbeth says, to know my deed, t'were best not know myself. Then there's a knock. And then he says, wake Duncan with thy knocking. I would if thou couldst. So he's saying, I wish that the knocking would wake up Duncan. But it won't, because Duncan is dead. So we see a lot of guilt here. Got it? Okay, so make sure you also do page 76 in your workbook, just to make sure you understand all of this. And there will be a quiz tomorrow over Act 2, Scene 2. Got it? Thanks.